0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer. And today I am excited to be joined by a new guest. She is a reality TV reporter at Page Six. She's always got the scoop. She's got the tea. Please welcome Caroline Blair. Hi.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm literally so excited to be here.
0: I am excited to have you. I'm a big fan of the whole page six team. I feel like every you guys really oh. run deep.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, we try. I mean I feel like our literal core at the core we all we just we all die for housewives all the time.
0: Exactly. The first time I met you was actually at the Winter House premiere party,
1: I believe. Oh my god, that was the like f- most I think that was like the most fun night I've literally ever had because it was it came off right after like COVID and everything. So it was like the first kind of like yeah premiere party that they had and I was living for it. It was amazing. Loved every second of it.
0: It feels like that was so long ago, yet it still is within this like one-year cycle that we've had of Winter House, then summer house, and now Southern Charm is finally back. Thank God. I I I'm really pleasantly surprised by Southern Charm so far this season. Like I Southern Charm is one of those shows. It was like an early pandemic binge for me. I was always like, oh yeah, like there's some good moments, but I don't care that much. And this season, I'm like. Oh, this is spicy. Yeah. I'm I'm into this. It's
1: so funny you say that because like I have been a southern charm summer house like OG, like those are my bravo shows going into it before housewives even and obviously now it's like oh my gosh like they're all amazing but it's like such different drama on southern charm and summer house versus like housewives so whatever I like tell my friends like to watch bravo I, to like ease them into it you know a little summer house a little southern charm um, <laughs> before you're like housewives of jersey um But yeah, Southern Charm is really doing it for me this year. I mean, we're only like two episodes in and the drama is like already so interesting, especially because you have Craig, who is literally on three shows at this point. So we're just like following him and Paige's journey, him and Naomi. Love that she's back. And I just think they're like really doing well this season. I'm just proud of them and happy to be here.
0: It feels because their last season was the one that was, you know, peak quarantine really got interrupted they were filming scenes like through the window uh, talking on airpods but this year it feels just like everything is like settled down a little bit more like we can actually enjoy their company and i feel like they've done a good job of sort of like fleshing out the cast with new people like Obviously, Leva was on last season. Venita was introduced last season. But, you know, now that Taylor is on the show for real, Naomi is back. It, it feels like the new people are kind of... They make sense no more John Pringle yeah
1: yeah, like, and it's so funny because I actually had a few friends that like love Vanita from just her influencing and stuff so now my like I have two like good girlfriends that are like watching it just to see Vanita and like her inf- like just like her as an influencer in her reality show and I'm like I didn't even think about that but it's like that aspect is so cool you're right and we also have the whole Taylor Shep like where are they going and it's just like kind of nice to see especially after last season and you know I talked to um, Craig and Shep a few Weeks ago, and they like both said it's kind of going back to the Southern Charm OG season one, season two roots, where it's like a lot of events, a lot of chaos, a lot of you know, like friendships, relationships involved, and I love to see that because I definitely felt bad for them last season. They were doing the best they could, but you know, there was only so much that you could do in such a COVID time, you know.
0: Naomi's housewarming party, I guess, I guess like welcome back party. I don't know. Last week was really the like dynamic of the women at that party was really a lot going on. And we saw Olivia kind of stepping up to be like Catherine's like in place of Catherine, like defending her. It was really strange to all of a sudden be like, Oh, like you're, you're not just like Austin's maybe kind of girlfriend. You're like, you're really going to get in the drama.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I am feeling the women this year. I feel like in the past few years, it's kind of been boy drama, which I love, obviously. Like, give me a Craig and Austin fight any day of the week. But it's nice kind of to see, you know, like, oh, Madison's kind of not on Naomi's side. Or, oh, like, yeah, Olivia's standing up for Catherine, which is always a risk. But I do appreciate when they take it sometimes. But I don't know. That argument was a little strange to me, like I don't really understand where it, it just seems like there's a lot of deep down buried feelings that seem just to be surfacing all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I didn't really understand what they were arguing about even or that whole like do you understand the dynamics of those girls at all? I'm like so lost.
0: Well I think it's a little strange because the the last sort of things that happened between Catherine and Naomi weren't on the show because Naomi had left and then there was some social media tension between them. And now that Naomi is back, it feels like there's this kind of obligation to work on their relationship. But I don't actually feel like Naomi wants to be friends with Catherine at all. So I think it's it's one of those things where it's like, I get that for the show, we need you all to be like, telling us about your whether you're friends or not. But like, I don't actually think Naomi's like, trying to be in Catherine's good graces.
1: Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting to is it was interesting because when that whole like debauchery happened after last season, it was very obvious that Naomi kind of took camera inside because those three like OG or like popular like women like Chelsea Cameron and Naomi all left after the season before the whole COVID season so it was interesting to see like kind of it play off screen but that was also so long ago that's the whole crazy thing is when Catherine you know brought up those rumors that was before COVID even happened so they're going back to this argument that spans like three years I guess which is just I don't know I love the off-camera of breaking the fourth wall drama but sometimes I'm like and I just I don't see it maybe it's just, just like one of those things where like Naomi and Catherine just don't mesh and maybe they never will mesh
0: I think that's kind of it for me. And also, I think Catherine is not really the queen bee of the show the way she maybe was a few years ago, that it used to sort of feel like everything revolved around Catherine and, you know, her dynamic with T-Rav was like such a central part of the show for the first like five seasons, maybe. And now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like... Catherine is her own thing, but she's not really involved that much in the, like, Shep, Craig, Austin, Madison, you know, that kind of main group. It feels like Catherine is sort of off on her own, you know, like, just, like, Mm -hmm. being mean to Caleb in their apartment. I
1: know! (laughs) That, like, makes me so sad because I was so happy when I, like... When I saw that they were, like, moving in together, I was like, yes, like, good for her. She, like, finally, like, she found someone that, like, seems like a really great guy, whatever. And then it's literally, we're two episodes in, and they're, like, arguing. And to think that they, I think they, like, broke up halfway through the season. And I'm like, oh, for once, like, like just like a redeeming storyline for Catherine, you know? Like, I just feel, I just feel bad.
0: She really Catherine has trouble hanging on to a redeeming storyline. It's like she'll she'll be doing so well and then she like rages on someone. And it's like, yeah, it's just she's not the most like stable person when it comes to keeping good things going in her life.
1: Yeah, and it's so interesting because I know like it, like, Patricia obviously plays such a huge part in their friend group and their dynamics. And I was really loving, like, two seasons ago when Patricia finally was like, you know what, like, Catherine, like, she's grown, she's changed, she's not 21 anymore, like, whatever. And now this season, it seems like, with after the whole Cameron thing and, like, Patricia's so team Naomi, it's like, nope, like, we're, we're done with that. Like, she's just kind of, like, going back to that, which I suppose is it's just, like, interesting how she kind of has the... Has a or like a ring in yeah. that friend group.
0: <laughs> I also noticed in the in the Bravo by Betches comments the other day, I had posted something about Madison, like a it was like a screenshot of something she said last episode, and people were obviously some people are always just mean to Madison, and Patricia was like defending Madison in the comment section. I'm like. Pat, like you don't have to do this. Just go like drink your <laughs> mint julep and like get off no. Instagram. Oh
1: my God. I will say my favorite thing about this show is the off camera like Instagram comments. Like between like like the whole like like Madison, Austin and Olivia were feuding last week. I just I, I'm I'm living for it. All of that stuff. Like I don't know if you remember, yeah. but like last season Madison made a comment about how she deserves like Bud Light and that, you know, Austin's mm-hmm. like Craft beer or whatever, and she like literally, she was like partnering with Bud Light all of a sudden, like yeah, like add like SpawnCon, and I was like pop off. I'm I'm a Madison Stan. I will say it, like I love her. I think she brings it. And, like, for her to, like, still be, like, trying her best, because I don't really think her fiancé is, like, into the show at all, which, like, could be a problem down the road. But, you know, for right now, like, for her to still, like, be going to these things and trying to get involved in the drama, I mean, she basically started the fight between Austin and Craig last episode. She's just like, hmm, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody on this show, for the most part, does a really good job at, like, clocking in and like participating both on and off camera. And that is, it just makes the show kind of more exciting of an experience. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again. When I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful, I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating and one for fun, but splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? We're seeing that with Beverly Hills a little bit this season oh that it sometimes it can like tip over a little bit into chaos where it's oh like my God. now it just feels like Beverly Hills. There's more drama happening on social media and off the show than there is happening on camera. And it, it has made the last couple of weeks of following Bravo News feel very hectic because it's like... Okay, so Diana said something problematic, and now she's posting a statement. And then Rina's sort of defending her. And then Rina's posting yeah, a statement. Bro. And then now this like Kyle thing is happening. It just is like, wait, what? Like,
1: can we can we just I, watch the show? Like, I literally saw this meme. It was like brought brav- like R H or like R H O B H fans last 24 hours, and it was like of like like um like Greta is like in the hallway like holding her like arms like this like after she like threw out all like the the Mean Girls papers everywhere or whatever. And I was like. Um, or Regina George. And I was like, literally, that's that's it. That's, that's the meme. Like, everyone is just... Been, it's just a free-for-all. Yeah. It's been going insane. Like, I don't even know where to start with it. I mean, I think the most shocking thing is, like, for, like, tonight's episode. Like, the fact that they released two clips and both of them... Like, cause normally when they kind of release clips, they're like little tidbits or like a little bit of an argument, like nothing like insane, but the clips that they released of like Garcelle's son and Erica, and then the one of Dorit, PK, Mauricio and Kyle, like both of those, I would jaw on the floor. Like they, like everyone in those has received so like social media is blowing up. Like Garcelle Sutton and Erica, I think we're all trending on Twitter yesterday. Like it's just, it's another level.
0: I also saw trending on Twitter, hashtag RHOBH mean girls, (laughs) which is like what you were talking about. But I think, yeah. And then there was also a clip. It was like from Garcelle's party when Diana and Sutton were having their thing. And then um, Sutton had brought up her own miscarriage experience. And then Kyle was like physically like grabbing her and being like, it's not, you know, like it's not about you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think... It, it's weird for us to see so much stuff that, ma- that paints Kyle in a bad light. Like, I feel like usually she's a little bit, a little bit untouchable yeah. and it's like, Oh yeah, this is, Yeah, I think we saw it. So Kyle posted this like four, four story Instagram mm-hmm. slide thing of like addressing the clips. And she says like, I normally wouldn't do this mm-hmm. or like address stuff like this, but it's like, partially because there haven't been that many situations where there's footage from the show that really just makes her Mm -hmm. look bad
1: yeah Yeah, whereas like Rena, I feel like addresses 10 different things every single day but like with Kyle it was true like I've never really seen her get that much hate or criticism you know maybe for minor stuff with her sisters or something but like this like All like the like both of those scenes, the one with the miscarriage and the one with the um with the husbands was just like oh my gosh, I've never seen so much so much Twitter hate for her. All the comments on Instagram for the most part were like not good. So, like, when she did release a statement, it was kind of off brand for her, honestly. Like, I feel like a lot of the times she's just like she'll do like one quick Instagram comment, like you guys like know me by now, which she did. Um, leave that one comment being like you've seen me on TV for 12 years, you know, I would never do whatever, which I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you never say never. Um, <laughs> you never know on the show. But with those slides, it was really interesting, because she kind of, you know, she definitely had a few drinks in her, which she did acknowledge. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't really know. I mean, I think she also did kind of get some criticism, because she kind of, I think she in an interview because she's in london right now or abroad and she was telling someone like oh because of the time difference or like i don't have cell service like i can't i can't contact Mm. our cell But then it was like, well, you posted a four story apology. So I did see some criticism on that, which like, I don't know, maybe she did call Garcelle in the meantime and talk things out or whatever. But that was interesting to see, too.
0: I agree with what you're saying that I think Kyle is someone where there are lots of people who don't love Mm -hmm. Kyle or think she's annoying or, you know, maybe is like sort of shady, They're like, for the most part, it's kind of just like, oh, I don't love Kyle. It's not like I think Kyle is like toxic and problematic and is like so rude Uh and like all of this stuff. And so this, the clip about with you know Dory and PK and Mauricio, it was like, it just felt a little bit like, oh, this is not the side of you guys that we would normally see. And they, it's like that scene from last season when they were kind of laughing about Erica and like some of the stuff that was going on. It was like that came off totally differently because it was a situation that the audience felt like needed to be Mm -hmm. talked about. And Erica was doing something wrong and like all of, you know, that kind of dynamic. Whereas this is totally different because it's like, no, like the way Erica spoke to Garcelle's son was like extremely weird and like off-putting and, you know, obviously garcel was not happy about it and so it just felt like so kind of hypocritical to be laughing that off because you know if it was the opposite way and you know i mean even erica has been so like vicious when people have mentioned her son in a totally like non-confrontational way yeah. so it was like it's like i get i get that it's like fun to see erica you know be drunk and let loose and i was laughing my ass off when they were on the boat in mexico but like it's a little This is a little different. Yeah, I
1: mean, so, so much, like, going on there. I mean, like, first of all, like, we did have, you know, Kyle kind of say, like, she didn't know the clip. She didn't see it. But then I saw, like, someone kind of zoomed in on when Jax was coming back to talk to Garcelle. And Kyle was right there with him when he said, like... I just, like, got violated for, like, trying to grab flowers for you. So, like, that was kind of interesting because, like, maybe she didn't hear everything, but she, you know, in theory was right next to him. So, I should have heard that. So, I saw that that was going on. And I also did see a lot of comments kind of, like, theorizing that the whole P.K., Mauricio, Jerry um, Kyle scene was kind of, they almost, like, kind of wanted to make up for the whole Erica laughing off scene last year because, I mean, that really affected there and erica's friendship like erica was actually like very upset about that the reunion which you know i wasn't like shocked about but it definitely was interesting because i feel like you have like the what the fox force five or whatever they're like never gonna break up but that was interesting to see and i mean like it literally was deja vu of the dinner scene from last season where it was like no like we're gonna like not like necessarily defend erica but it was also like Yeah, like, she's just, like, living her best life, drinking, which I agree. Like, it was fun to see it on the yacht. It was, you know, like, it is it is good to see, like, a lighter side of her. It is, like, just a little more, like, carefree. Like, I don't blame you. Like, if I went through what Erica did over the last, like, year and a half, like, I couldn't even imagine what I would be feeling uh, with the Luxapro.
0: Like I I would be having some cocktails. Yeah, (laughs) the cocktail
1: combo. I'm like, she's on to something. But... It is, yeah. So, like, I did enjoy that part, but it was a bummer, especially, like, also, like, Dorit was also sitting there and, like, she heard everything. And it was kind of, like, I totally understood what was happening when she was with Erica because she didn't want to, like, make it worse by being, like, like Erica, like, like, you can't say that. That's inappropriate, whatever. Like, I think she was just kind right. of trying to diffuse the situation. But it was interesting to see, like, her, like, later in her confessionals be, like, I was shaking. Like, I was, like, as a mother, I was, like... Uh, like uh, like unspeakable whatever because it was it, she wasn't necessarily giving that impression right away and especially when she was also talking to Mauricio and PK and Kyle and like don't get me wrong like I love the four of them like PK and Mauricio's friendship I think is literally one of the most wholesome purest things on this planet because you just wouldn't think that it would be possible but they're besties um, which I love but it is interesting to see kind of how the last season is still kind of bleeding into this season. Cause I hate to say it, but I just, I also still think like a lot of those girls are kind of afraid of Erica, which I don't play them for.
0: Yeah. Well, I think and the, the Fox force five thing, it's, I feel like there's such a disconnect between how most of the audience feels about that kind of click and how the women clearly have, are so invested in kind mm-hmm. of maintaining it that it's like, Rinna and Kyle and Dorit and Erica are like, we have this on lock. This is like the perfect little group. And like you said, like Kyle and Dorit are still trying to kind of maintain this friendship after there was that rough patch Mm -hmm. with that scene last year. And like, they clearly don't want to be in a position of pissing off Erica at all, whether they're afraid of her or whether they just like, you know, want to be her friend. And it's like, it's like this is now the second year of watching the show and being like, why? Like, why do you care so much? Why are you so invested in that? Rina doesn't seem like a particularly <laughs> good friend. Erica obviously comes along with a lot of baggage. Like, why wouldn't Dorit want to be like better friends with Garcel? You know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing where it's like that they're still choosing to like lean so hard into this this team when it's like, I mean, I think Garcelle is probably objectively the biggest fan favorite at this point on the show. So it's interesting that they wouldn't kind of try and, like, cozy up to her a little yeah, more Yeah, and I mean, I think been.
1: it was, like, honestly one of the first few episodes when, like, Garcelle so just, like, called them out and was like, I feel like you guys, like, have a group chat without, like, half of us in it. You know, like, basically saying that. And they were all like, no, like, what are you talking about, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but you do. Like, it's fine, but just admit that you're kind of closing yourself off from these other friendships because, you know, you have the Fox Force 5 like, group chat, which, whatever, is fine. Like, you can still, like, go and hang out with Teddy and all be besties. But, like, I just, exactly, what you're saying about Garcelle, like, I just don't get it. I feel like everybody loves her. Most people still like Sutton a lot. You know, I just, like, if I was big the smart one in there, I would be like, of course I'm going to be team then, you know? And, like, You know, like we love the OGs. We love the people that have been on there for like a few seasons now. But you know, you never know. I mean, that's one thing you've learned. We've learned with like Bravo shows is like they're not afraid to like get rid of an OG every now and then. Which yeah, there's so few of them left. But like, you know, for all these like women like Kyle, Rena, Erica, Darien who think that they've had their like spots on lock, like there's one thing the Bravoverse has showed you like that can change any second, and you could be going on a on a legacy show before you know it.
0: Yeah, and I think last season, Kathy, when she came on, had such a strong first season and that kind of helped Kyle in a way, I think, because, of course, Kyle is sort of Kathy's route onto the show. And now, I mean, it certainly doesn't seem like Kathy is going to be in the picture after this season, really, based on everything <laughs> everything we know. know and we've heard. So it's like, I'm, I feel like yeah. Kyle should actually be making more of an effort to kind of work within the group whereas it seems like this season she's almost like in her own little like bubble a little bit
1: i am like i am i'm so nervous about kathy because i was such a kathy hilton stan like there was this one episode of watch what happens live where she was on with paris and i I think i watch it on a weekly basis it was like the best episode of my life and i just like i love her she's just like you know she's very like carefree, which sometimes I just feel like this Beverly Hills ladies need, especially last season when everything was so dark and so serious. It was nice to have a little like comic relief and like also like just like love seeing the wealth. We'll never get sick of that ever. Um, but I'm nervous to say the least. Like especially that one tra- the scene in the trailer when when Erica and Dorit were like no don't let her in. I'm like if Dorit has a problem with Kathy like that I feel like is. Is a
0: problem, <laughs> right? Like normally, you would think Dorit would like saw her arm off to be friends with Kathy. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I, I love that. I love that lady. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oof.
1: yeah, yeah. It is interesting to see like how people like change with their friendships. Like as as like women go down, or as women are starting to like c- like on the up and up, you know. And I feel like that happens so often on these like Real Housewives series, where like it'll be like one like even I feel like after season one of Roni when Leah was on I feel like a lot of people kind of tried like a a lot of the housewives really wanted to attach on to her because they saw that she was younger and that a lot of fans really loved how like fun and crazy she was whatever and then you know obviously that was a whole nother season and you know don't want to get into that but it is interesting to see how like these season two kind of favorites like how well it'll be interesting to see with Kathy you know like do people want to gravitate towards her because they know that the fans love her or is this, you know, whatever allegedly does or doesn't happen? How is that going to play out? How are fans going to react? I mean, all I could say is that Bravo, like fans, have been nonstop the last two weeks with Beverly Hills alone, and like this reunion is literally going to be seven parts. Like, I, I don't know if oh I can. Oh my god! It.
0: <laughs> I was like thinking through. I was like making a list earlier of like all the things just from the like social media in the last few weeks that have to be reunion topics and it's like there's going to be so much to get through and i feel like i i'm sure some of it is going to get left by the wayside but like even just all all the stuff with diana in the last few weeks i feel like she was kind of a few weeks ago i hadn't really like made up my mind about how i felt about her i was like oh like seems like she has potential we'll see and then it feels like so quickly she just has kind of like fallen into this black hole of like, okay, so we didn't love the way you talked to some people on the cast. And then there was like the, the problematic social media moment. And then this last like argument that she got in with Sutton, I think it's just like all, all of a sudden she is leaving like a very bad taste in everyone's mouth. And it's like, how is that going to be handled at the reunion? I can't, for the most part, I think people really aren't expecting her to get a second season, but it's like, where do we, what do we even talk about?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I've also seen a lot of comments about like, cause, you know, all these housewives, for the most part, they're rich, honey. Right. But like, she's so rich, but it's not in like, a charming funny way you know whereas I feel like sometimes like Kathy had that wealth and it was kind of like humorous like lot like lost my phone need to use my iPad like stuff like that um but I've seen a lot of people were like okay like like she's so blatantly just like isn't saying like she knows what an outlet mall is and like she you know a lot like I respect her like story a lot you know coming from Bosnia working her way and like being so philanthropic and all that stuff but I don't know. It's just this this whole like side to her this season, whether it be, you know, her confessionals just talking about like how much money she has and like how like how she spends and how she uses and how she doesn't know what this is and how she doesn't go to stores. It's, it's making her, first of all, that makes her unrelatable <laughs> to 99% of the people. And then you're right. Like she just like kind of came in out of nowhere. And I was also kind of surprised when she was – right away feuding with Sutton, because, you know, at that point in time, like, Sutton and Crystal were still, like, really good friends, um, I think they, at this point in the season, they are still, like, decently close, so I was really confused when all of a sudden, you know, she's kind of putting Crystal in this, like, weird situation, weird place, where you have Diana and Sutton arguing, at this point, like, where it left off on, you know, the episode after after Garcelle's party, like, that argument was just, like, Cruel at that point, and they were just going as low as they could to the jugular. I mean, the fact that they're talking about their health issues or miscarriages—they're soulless, you know. And and then Kyle's just like drunkenly getting involved. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you need to take a step back. But I'm like, that's an that's an intense argument to have for literally episode seven or something like that, where you just met each other three weeks ago.
0: Right, and I think maybe like Kathy Hilton is unrelatable, but she had kind of that like kooky rich aunt type of vibe. Whereas Diana is just like, Oh, this like cold bitchy lady that I think would probably hate me is not as, (laughs) it's not as fun. (laughs) And yeah, I, her thing with Sutton is it's weird because like she kept going on and on about her being clumsy with her words and the bacon eating vegetarian. And I just think it was like, it felt like she had sort of decided early on, like, By the time they were in Mexico that she was like, I don't, I hate Sutton. I don't fuck with this girl. And like, it's going to be a problem when it's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Sutton maybe isn't the easiest person to get along with all the time, but I also don't think she's like done anything so horrible to Diana that it's like, just, you're just like not feeling like you're not, you're clearly not a fan of her, but also like, you don't need to just like lay into her every time you're together.
1: Exactly. And all I so agree with that with Diane. I feel like, you know, she probably did her research before, saw the Fox Force 5, was like, I want to get into there. That's my goal. And it was like to get in there. It's kind of a rite of passage to be mean to Garcelle, Crystal, or Sutton, maybe all three. Like, you know, it was her, it was her, um, oh, like, I can't even. But... And then like the whole, what also confused me was when she was having that argument with Garcelle over the book that she did. And she kind of came out on social media and talked about it a little bit, but just watching the show solely about the book, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like you're being really sus and shady for seemingly no reason. And then when she gave, First of all, she showed up (laughs) like why the whole text thing was just bizarre. Like she sent this text, you know, saying she couldn't come. And then she showed up and it's like it's fine if you don't want to show up and you don't feel well. Like, yeah, maybe that'll hurt you as a housewife in the long run. Um, But she showed up. And then, first of all, her husband also was wearing, like, that, like, coat or whatever. Like, I need to learn – I need to learn more about him. Like, give me more of him. Like, he just seems, like, hilarious and, like, an icon. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so then she, like – she shows up, and I'm, like, okay, great, whatever. And she, like, gives her this book as a gift, and she's, like, it's very rare, very hard to get. And I'm just, like, really confused where that whole storyline is going. Like, I just – it just seems like it came out of nowhere.
0: Right. It's like either we're either we need to really get into what this book is and what the controversy was surrounding it or I don't want to hear about it. You know, like I don't want to. Now the book has been bought up three different times, but it still doesn't feel like we're actually like getting into the the story around it. And it's like it's not as iconic as you want it to be because you're not actually willing to, you know, sort of go there and i think as a as a first season housewife obviously it's it takes time to sort of like let the audience get to know you and stuff but it feels like she's not even really telling us about the parts that would be the most interesting like her her saying that she can't go to a store and that she like is allergic to dust and all of that it's like okay that's like a funny one off comment but that can't be your whole personality as a housewife
1: Mm -hmm. like I think she has the potential to like have a really interesting story I mean she has this like younger husband she has this like very attractive son she has like a newborn like she gave birth like last year she's you know grew up in like Bosnia like like changed her life was married to a very wealthy like man they got a divorce like I think there's so much potential there but I don't know if it's just that she does, Like she's scared to go there or she doesn't want to or she just kind of wants to sort the drama but sometimes I just I feel like you really need to get to know the person before they start to dig into all the drama and the fighting because then you're just like well like how am I supposed to side with you unless it's like blatantly obvious you're right you're wrong but with this I just it's hard to take Diana's side and I was excited to like see her as a housewife when you know I found out about her um but I don't know at this point I'm just kind of confused by her and I think we're just gonna like have to like keep watching i guess see what else pops up on social media like that's the other thing is just these women on social media is just non-stop something literally every day every day
0: Trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use code MENTION.
1: This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss.
0: It reminds me a little bit of Elizabeth Vargas from season 15 of Orange County, where like there was clearly some really interesting, juicy stuff there. But for whatever reason, whether it was legal or whether it was just her choice, she wasn't going to let us have the best Mm -hmm. part of her storyline. And so it's hard when you're in that position because it's like, I mean, we know that this is produced and you know there's stuff happening behind the scenes but at the center of it it's reality tv we want to see what's going on in your life and like i mean i think elizabeth was a flop for more reasons than just that (laughs) but like but like with both her and diana it's kind of like we we can't just get like a, a little hint here and there that there's like crazy stuff happening beneath the surface it's like you have to at least bring that onto the show in some kind of meaningful way or else mm. the season's going to end and we're going to be like ah uh, i don't it. i get, uh, yeah i don't really need to see more yeah
1: exactly <laughs> and that's why it's just like i think right now with Beverly Hills the tough thing about this season is that like it started off so like another level insanely crazy right because of the the break in and still coming off of the whole Erica drama and now it's just tough cuz it's not necessarily like leveling out a little bit, but it's just kind of like going back to the, you know, maybe like older seasons of Beverly Hills where it's just like arguing over like miscommunications or like, you know, stuff like that. And it is interesting to see like, because You know, we have had this cast now for a while. I mean, most of these, I mean, besides like Crystal and Sutton, and I mean, even then I feel like they've been on the show forever. Like we really have had Mm -hmm. the same cast for years and it's a huge cast. So it'll be interesting to see going forward. I know that a lot of fans like want to see more of like Crystal Sutton Garcelle's friends. That's why I'm glad that like Cherie will be on. Like I'm ready to see her more of her. I mean, like just like first, like her first scene was just so iconic. Like I'm excited to see, you know, all that drums play out. Um, but. You know, I just, I don't know if they're going to continue with this, like, what, like, nine, ten person cast with, like, four friends of, which, like, I, I mean, I love. There's always something going on each week, but it's kind of hard to maintain, especially, like, sometimes, I mean, I remember last season, it got so, the, the, it was, like, the five versus the three of them just got so like, tiring after a while, you know? Like, at that one, like, brunch for Rina's lip launch, and it was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's just so very clearly obvious that these, like, especially Garcelle and Sutton, like, need more friends in this group because it's just them going after the yeah. five of them. And I think, like, Garcelle and Sutton are both such, like, strong women and can really hold their own, and I think that's why they've been, like, so successful in defending themselves against those five. But, like, it would just be nice to see, like, some more of like their kind of girlfriends too, rather than just like continuing to add on to the Erica supporters.
0: <laughs> well and it make it does make you wonder with such a big cast, it's like there's no there's no room to add anyone without getting rid of honestly probably like two or three people. It you can't just you can't have a cast of eleven or twelve and honestly you probably shouldn't have a cast of ten. If you can, you know, like, it's it's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And so I think it does make it interesting to think moving past this season. Okay, so maybe we assume Diana won't stay. We assume Kathy Hilton's not going to come back again. But, like, is there kind of more of a shake-up on the horizon? And, like, I could see it going either way. But if it, if it does happen, I would certainly be excited about it. Yeah. Even if I'm – like, I don't necessarily think they're, like – I don't think it's, like – crucial that they fire half the cast or anything it's like not that bad but i would be interested to see that version of beverly hills with like more of a new blood yeah
1: for sure and i mean it is interesting too because um kyle like i think like almost like two months ago like maybe right after the show premiered or like right before it was kind of like honestly like i say it every year like i don't know if i'll come back it's just like a lot of drama and i feel like Okay, we're only seven episodes in. We haven't even gotten to the, like, Kathy Hilton drama yet. And she's already facing so much backlash. The episode, you know, is it's still on the horizon. And it is interesting to see, you know, like how she'll handle it if she is you know like I've done my 12 seasons like I'm I'm good you know which would which would like it would like be a bummer because I feel like she is such a constant in that like fighting group at this point where she kind of does I think they even said it last year like she definitely like does unite them or whatever whether it gets to her head sometimes maybe but (laughs) but I don't know it's just it's it's interesting
0: well and I think if Kyle were to leave then assuming everything else kind of stays the same it's like okay then we're left with Lisa Rinna as like the OG type of figure and like I don't think very many people would be excited about that at this point like I I don't mind Rinna in the context of the group but I don't want the show to be kind of like her empire you know like I don't want to see like the her like center diamond where everybody's kind of revolving around her I think she's kind of past that point where it's, like, she's always going to be too polarizing to be, like, the central figure. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it is, it's tough to know. But, like, but then with a show like New Jersey, we've seen them have such a strong last few seasons, and now we know they're filming and they've, you know, added a few new people into the mix. And I think it's one of those things where even if a show isn't, like, so bad, that you need a whole, like, reboot, it can still be important to kind of throw some new ingredients into the mix. Yeah, for
1: sure. Because, I mean, that's the last thing. Because that's where I think, like, Roni kind of struggled is, you know, they they had this solid formula down with Ramona, Sonia, Luann, love them. But then it was kind of tough because then when they wanted to add in new people, well, it's like... Leah and Ramona have like a 25 year age gap so like that alone is tough for them to become best friends and then it's just like by not slowly adding people in as you go you know you just you kind of have this where it's like wait like uh, we're not friends like three of us are friends three of us are not friends and like it's just forced. and that's why I think you know Beverly Hills is doing so well right now is because whether or not they were friends before filming they a lot of them have been friends for so long now whereas I think like I think that's what makes a Real Housewives show like really great and real and genuine is when they are friends. And it's not just like like that's where I think kind of Salt Lake City even struggled a little bit last season. It was like are they like really good friends now? Is it like a little bit just awkward? Are they just fighting for no reason? So like when they're actually like good friends and like these are actually like real issues, like that's when I think I'm like okay, this is gold.
0: Yeah, Salt Lake City is is such a like interesting scenario cuz there've been so many like friendship swaps in just a few seasons, like seeing now that Meredith and Jen are like besties, I guess. And it's like so wild because Meredith was like so down on Jen last season and didn't want anything to do with her. And was like, I can't be getting a free, you know, I can't be like having something that's paid for with stolen funds. And then who knows what happened during filming this year, but all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it's like the script is completely flipped and it's, obviously that keeps us on our toes as viewers and it's always like exciting when there's like a new friendship or somebody has a falling out like that makes good tv but also it's like wait like are any of you got like some of these relationships need to go deeper than just like who's my alliance for the season like mm-hmm. we know that Whitney and Heather obviously have that like longer mm-hmm. relationship but it's like it kind of feels like everybody else is just like looking for something to latch on to for whatever season it is.
1: Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm so bummed because they filmed the season three, like, kind of anticipating Jen's original trial date in March. And so they really kind of just went, like, back and forth. You know, there was, they didn't really have a break at all because they, like, wanted to get it in, and then obviously got delayed until next week which oh my gosh whole whole I, I other drama I can't. I can't even think about it she's <laughs> arrived in new york oh my gosh i'm like this like that whole situation is just going to be wild um but you're so right it's just like they kind of like sometimes you almost need the off season to kind of create more behind the scenes drama because you're mm-hmm. watching it you know you you see the reunion you see like the you know the the interviews and the press that they've done behind your back and it's like wait what and so i'm like i love salt lake city like i've always liked it i think yeah their storylines are what make the show like how unique and individualized all those housewives are like i love it and obviously we have Jen Chow's trial coming up, which I am an eager beaver on that one and will be gladly awaiting outside the courthouse to see get a sighting. Yeah,
0: it's (laughs) I feel like we we are in a good spot because uh, Salt Lake is done filming their third season. Potomac and Miami both wrapped (gasps) shooting over the weekend. So there's a lot of house. There's a lot of housewives in the can right now, so even even if the world ends tomorrow, we still have, like, three full seasons Literally. that are, like, done and dusted. And it's
1: so funny, because I'm like, wow, like, Bravo's, like, there's, like, not really much on Bravo, because we just have, like, Dubai, Beverly Hills, and, like, Southern Charm, and I'm, like, and Below Deck, too, but I'm like, what do I do all day? Like, it's just Monday, it's just, like, Wednesdays and Sundays in Atlanta, but normally, well, like, like
0: Atlanta took a week off last week, yeah. and then like Dubai was off last week, and I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I guess bored. Bored about Southern Charm again. <laughs> yeah, no, literally my, twist my arm.
1: I know it's <laughs> like it's like well, Beverly Hills ladies, and that whole like Beverly Hills Dubai feud that was so strange and out of literally nowhere yeah. to me. Like, what are you? We're right not like, what are you doing? Like, she got so much hate for that. And then and then she, like, posted about the grief thing. And I'm like, I don't. I just. It's, it's a lot. She's having a tough season, to say the least.
0: Well, I always appreciate uh, you breaking it all down on oh page gosh. six and everywhere else. Uh, Before we go, let everyone know where they can follow you and read your writing and all that stuff.
1: Oh, yes. Well, I'm on page six, obviously. And you can find me on Instagram, Caroline Blair with two E's. So Caroline E Blair. And on Twitter, I am Caroline with two E's underscore Blair. And honestly, as long as you go to page six, there'll probably be a story up on the Housewives on the homepage. So not too hard to find. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, thank you so much oh for stopping gosh. by. It was so fun to chat with you about all this stuff. I know.
1: Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I love dissecting Bravo with anyone that will let me. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, come back anytime. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sous-McCat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.